welcome. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Always Strikes Last podcast. That's This is us. This is Always Strikes Last. If you were looking for Always Strikes Last, this is the place where Always Strikes Last is. Exactly. Three voices, three time zones, often three different opinions. One place to get some news and ideas. There we go. Waste of time. Uh, I'm Miles, and I'm joined by my co-hosts Jack and Matt. Thanks for joining us in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it has been it's been a hell of a week. Just in general, but I'm excited to be here recording the podcast with you guys. Uh, this is going to be a good one. Oh yeah, likewise on that, and, and I have a good feeling about it. I think that once you guys have committed some time in your eardrums, you will agree. Mm. Because today we're talking about. This momentous occasion. It the is. Of the new GHB. I don't know what that means I, for us. <laughs> year long GHB, I might That's add. That's true. No more it's, of those six month dabbling into random things. No, no, no. For better or for worse, we are stuck with this thing. We are committed. And, uh, and it's an interesting pivotal moment in sort of uh, hobby decisions, right? Because uh, the ITC year is halfway through right because it it culminates at lvo so if you're going for itc points or you're going for some sort of rankings throughout the year uh on a specific army or specific faction you know uh the big question is given the new missions and the new everything coming down the pipe at us do you stick with your guns or do you bail and start a new army Exactly or, it. Or or play a different army that you've already owned, as the case may be. <laughs> I feel like, like da, 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 da. Yep, yep. Those of us with massive shells filled with miniatures, <laughs> Matt. <laughs> oh. Right yes. in the truth. Uh. Got him right in the truth. You know, maybe, maybe to kick off the discussion, I think it's a really interesting topic because a lot of people probably having that moment like, oh, my God, yeah. the world has changed. What do I do? But but there's a lot of factors going into that. Right. I mean, one, all these new missions, which are totally different uh, for two wonky magic shenanigans, very possible mm-hmm. now. And it, it's like a completely different game, almost the magic phase than it was before this GHB. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, I think there's. Not inconsiderable kind of permanent rule changes and the points updates that came out. Like they were very liberal with like the ups and the downs this time. And stuff like changing the unit size for coherency to six from five is kind of big for a lot of a lot of different units, which otherwise were like at that weird six point. <laughs> yeah, sure. well, I would say it's pretty massive depending on the armies that you play. Um, right. But like uh, you know, all those elite cavalry units or those uh sort of elite infantry units where you're, they're coming in threes, so a double unit is six, right? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Gore Gruntas or uh, Necropolis Stalkers or Vanguard Paladors or any of those sort of elite uh, cavalry units. Heck, you know, even Varengard. Varengard, yeah. Exactly. How can I forget? Yeah, the Varengard. Ogroids, it's it's pretty much um, everywhere, right? Because those minimum like line breaker units or minimum three line breaker units are pretty much in every book, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's true. I mean, you know, of course, you heard it here first. The real terror of the battlefield is now going to be the all Slangor army. <laughs> exactly. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I have 
not had a game where they haven't earned their points back yet. So I'm in agreement with that. There we go. Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, maybe maybe so maybe I'll kick this off. I've been so far this year playing a lot of Maggotkin and Nurgle, right? Uh, and a little bit of uh, Iron Jaws and Big Wah at the beginning of the year. Uh, I have the luxury, I guess, luxury in here in Europe uh, to not be a part of ITC rankings. Uh, <laughs> so I don't, have to worry, I don't have to worry about, you know, if I wanted, if I was aiming for uh, for some points to go best in faction for something, you know, the, the penalty of switching is very low. <laughs> stealth mode, stealth mode right there for sure. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely feel like I'm a little bit nurgled out, uh, especially building up for worlds and stuff like that. So I need to take a break and do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been looking at Bone Reapers, which is kind of a fun army. I've never like I never thought I'd be a Bone Reapers player, and uh, and we'll see if I end up being a Bone Reapers player. I've been trying them out a couple games, and they are definitely a pretty interesting faction. Uh, just. The amount of buffs and debuffs and little interactions and like, oh, I got to remember to turn this on and I got to save a point for that and I got to remember to do that and there's a bubble um, is really high in that army. Yeah, Yeah. it almost makes you need tokens to play it. Yeah, (laughs) Um, absolutely. It's it's Um, such an interesting one though, right? Because it's the closest thing the game kind of has like a Roman legion. It, It weirdly looks and operates that way like kind of regimented mm-hmm. running around mm-hmm. roman bone man broman legion we yeah, bro man legion bro man legion all right <laughs> i like it <laughs> bro and, man and the uh the changes in the new ghb definitely help your um your stalkers and uh the other sure, guys yeah the, the, the stalkers and the immortus guards absolutely yeah. Um, they're feeling the buff from the six, the six man coherency change. Um, and also, you know, I think they do pretty decently on the book battle tactics. Um, Mm -hmm. one trick with the, with the bone reapers is their own battle tactics kind of suck. Um, just looking through here, I made cards. So, uh, I made battle tactic cards. I got, so, so. If you guys ever have a chance, this is like a huge flex, baby, but like play a Warhammer World GT or I don't know, maybe if they give them out for RTTs, but like if you have the chance, it's a fun experience and you get battle tactics cards and they're so useful. That is a I huge can't... flex for someone who lives in Ireland and has a I know, $50 I know. flight to not. <laughs> yeah, that is a, that's a pretty big flex. Um, but uh, anyway, now I'm incapable of playing this game without <laughs> battle tactics cards. So here we are. Um, but yeah, looking at the Bone Reaper battle tactics, uh, Sculptor's Entourage, which is having a Mortis Guard and a Mortis End Unit contesting the same objective wholly outside your territory. That is very doable. And that's all stuff that you want to take anyway. Um, and Trample the Defiant, which is charge a unit of horses into something and then have it not kill that thing. So have it stay in combat through the end of the turn. That is pretty reasonable. The other four of these all suck. <laughs> right? Uh, they either require a 400 plus point investment that you don't want to make, or they're just like outlandishly difficult. Like one of them is kill an enemy hero or monster with a Gothasar Harvester. 
Like you're no, you're just not doing that. That's not a thing that, that yeah, happens. That, that's beyond situational. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, I mean, it can happen. It's just um, the 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 situation has to present itself. Yeah. Right? Um, to, but we're to, looking at these. Uh, sorry, and like uh, lead into the maelstrom. That's pretty easy. I like that. That's a cool battle tactic. It's charge a hero and a battle line, and have at least one of them remain in combat. Ooh. Um, so that's pretty straightforward. A lot of the a lot of the Bone Reaper heroes are tanky enough that they probably will survive. You know, especially if they get into combat with something stupid. You know, or like a screen or something where they just sit there and tie it up, and like it's not a huge risk. Uh, bait and trap is a little bit tricky if you don't have that many units, but if you can pay command points to retreat and charge, it's not as much of a uh, penalty to have to retreat two units. Yep, yep. Um, and then they are really good at, uh, what is it called? Magical Dominance, because they have a, uh, a command ability for, um, the, it's called Dark Acolyte, and it's the first spell you cast with this wizard. If it naturally goes off, cannot be unbound. Yeah, which is great for reliability and balance attack like that. Still roll the dice, but you know, not as bad for yeah. But then you just you just cast Mystic Shield on a five, you know, throw your primal dice at it if you need to, and it cannot be unbound. Yeah, yeah, that's that's totally fair. Really good. I think Um, um, to to kind of step in here for anybody who um, you know may not be as uh, flexy, uh, may not have all the lifting power that Miles has here. There's a great <laughs> website called AOS Reminders um, where you oh, can yes. actually go and um, get all of your battle tactics. Um, Are we sponsored by AOS Reminders? No, but they should definitely. Uh, they should think about it. Think about yeah. it if you're AOS Reminders. Yeah, guys, now. if you if you are the AOS Reminder person, please reach out. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I find that you know with all the armies that I bounce around with. Um, having just the sheet with all the battle tactics on it is amazingly helpful. Um, and while it may not be the cream of the crop, uh, you know, finger, uh, pinky up to the mouth of, um, making your own magic cards. Yeah. Of of your, of your (laughs) cards. Uh, it's definitely helpful. So I would recommend that. Certainly beats my strategy of staring too long at the book and eating up an inappropriate amount of my turn. (laughs) <laughs> See, my my favorite is actually staring at them in my opponent's turn, uh, being ready for that turn, you know, watching a combat go exactly as I planned and then completely forgetting my plan and having to look right back at them and then decide, you know, what I had already looked oh, at. Yeah. That's my favorite. <laughs> Yours is both more respectful and filled with remorse. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I prefer, you know, if there's a candle, it's got to be, you know, burned on both ends as far mm. as that's concerned. That's that's no. for sure. Well, <laughs> well, I'm I'm still curious a bit, Miles. So for for mm-hmm. one, you know, presuming you do get over like the moral repugnancy of abandoning your grandfather in the side of the road halfway through the year, are you going null myriad? <laughs> I think you do. Like I don't know. Uh, so the Bone Reaper um, allegiance abilities are all one lines, right? Like there's nothing to them. It's literally one one line of rule. Yep. Uh, and so there's really no penalty for not being no myriad. Uh, yeah. I think there's a there's an interesting argument to be made for Mortis Praetorians, uh, because you get a free charge in their hero uh, charge in their charge phase. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it's with that's unit. that's pretty good. I also think uh, Petrofax, even with the uh, the FAQs, is still very solid. Depending on the build that you want to run, right? Sure, so, absolutely. Um, it's like it's the the way that the the sub allegiances are built for that almost feels like it's another one of those like here's your battle line. You know, you take this thing, this now becomes your battle line. Not that it actually mm-hmm. does that, but it makes certain parts of your army more effective. Yeah. Right? Like the Mortis yep. Praetorians, if you're going to have, you know, um, a reply charge, then you probably just want a giant amount of, um, I can't remember the the little, the rank and file dudes. Mortec. Mortec guard. Um, so you probably just want like big blocks of that so you can immediately get yourself onto an objective that you're already on to overpower somebody, right? Yep. Yep. So sure. like there's a lot of there's a lot of like hidden builds, it feels like, for those. Um yeah. but that that brings me to the next question that I have, which mm-hmm. is what would you be building for it? What's your what's your main start? Because when we when we go to build armies, I don't know. I think we've talked about this in the past. Like for me, I usually have one concrete idea, and I know I'm going to expand after learning. But like, I'll build a list and be like, okay, here's an interesting idea. Right? Mm-hmm. What's your idea for them? Is it so round? I I have the um, uh, awesome uh, uh, situation where I was able to borrow this army from a friend and to give it a few test runs. Ooh. So I feel like I'm, yeah, I know, right? Which is, whew. Look um, at that. He's got the cards. He's got the I extra know. armies. Guys, we <laughs> we know Miles is living in the lap of luxury out there in Ireland, but this is almost too much for my, <laughs> for my, uh, for my, my little. Says the guy who American routinely loans, loans a whole army out to Seriously. Charles for months Shh, at This time. is an act and I'm playing it up, right? <laughs> it's not just the grass um, is green over there. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, it's also the cash monies. Actually, the cash monies comes in all sorts of fun colors over here in Europe. Um, Ooh, fancy. <laughs> um, but let's see. Uh, so, yeah. So I told Rob, uh, I was like, hey, can I borrow these uh, to give them a try? You know, I'm thinking of getting into them. And um, he's like, yeah. He's like, what do you want? And I was like, just give me whatever the net list is right now. You know, I'm going to play that five or six times and then I'll have an opinion you know, and so I am on five. So I have <laughs> those six games that I was mm-hmm. trying to have. So the thing I've been playing with is uh, six Necropolis Stalkers, six Immortus Guard. Mm-hmm. I think usually it's two units of three. Um, Catacros, five horses, and a smattering of uh, little heroes. So you got Catacros in there, like looking pretty in his little... Yeah. Whatever. Okay. I mean... Uh, you know, full disclosure, he's just a bunch of stairs, you know, yeah. in the, the version that I've been playing. <laughs> that's that's I all like he her. usually is, right? He's yeah. just stairs. I like he's to think the- of him as like an easy version of Glutos. Like, how you want to paint like a cool diorama? Oh, You're just starter diorama. Glutos. Yeah. Oh, Glutos. I'm almost done with Glutos right now. I'm I'm diverting. I'm diverting. Yeah. I I'm, <laughs> I'll never be done with him. So um, romance. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I really like uh I really think there is some play for more tech and the Gothazar Harvester, even though even after the the nerf there, like 10 more tech guard are still great. 
you know, oh, yeah. and 20 more tech guard with a, with a harvester next to them. You know, if you can't do all 20 renegating wounds in one go, half of those guys come back. Yeah. You know, and then we start the the song and dance of like, well, and then Catacross adds three guys to the unit. And then, you know, the the bone shaper adds three guys to the unit and then adds three guys to the unit. And it's then <laughs> de- depressing death recursion. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so you have a pretty a pretty solid plan here, but you didn't you kind of dodged. You played five games so far. Hundred percent win rate, hundred percent close out. How's it been in this learning games? Oh I, no, certainly not. <laughs> a very pregnant pause. Yeah, he's like, I have to think about this answer. <laughs> um so so then so then what's your what's your feeling about it right are you like okay i want to take this because it's a challenge i want to take this because um it feels like it feels like it's fun to play or up oh, i think we've we've lost miles to the great circumference of the world Sorry, you guys have a little technical some thunderstorms over here yeah <laughs> oh no no worries oh awesome see that's cool <laughs> I'll take thunder as a as a problem there. Yeah. What was the question? Uh so so what's keeping you in it I guess, right? So are you are you moving moving over to OBR because uh it seems like a fun challenge um because you don't play death armies that much and you feel like OBR is the one. What's the what's the thing that's keeping you in it after those games? Sure. Uh, so some interesting, like for, for one, I think we don't have uh, an OBR player in our current meta who is really trying to, who is going to show up to all of the turn, all the local tournaments and, you know, and uh, is going to be trying to push the envelope of what the army can do at the same uh, pace. Not to, which is not to say that there aren't some good OBR um, players, around you know certainly don't want anybody listening think i'm throwing shade at them but like you know uh, i want to make sure i think it's an army that we're gonna see in major tournaments they have some tricky builds and i want to make sure that uh both myself and my teammates are prepared for them Mm. that makes sense that makes sense so you're you're all in that you're gonna you're gonna forge ahead for the team uh that's what it's looking like uh you know barring you know Maybe someone else that decides to uh, step up and take on the mantle. We'll see how it goes. But I've been enjoying my little uh, in uh, my little um, you know experiment so far. Uh, they're definitely an army I would not have picked to play. I think on my own, um, and uh, they're definitely uh, it's really cool just to you know try something I've never tried before. That's nice. fair. That's fair. Well, that's cool. To, cool to hear. And I think you probably have a good experience with like them being good in this season, avoiding all the magic causes and that nasty spells. Yeah. That two plus. Well, now it's on to I think either you or I, Matt. Do you want to go first, or should I launch into my my journey? By all means, take take the reins and uh, and run this uh, run this horse all the way down to the stable. Sounds there was good. The- I'll bring the metaphor with me. There we go. Yeah, Matt. Awesome. Matt just started that sentence and just was like, "All right, this is going to go somewhere." I yeah. mean, that's 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 most life, but you know, yeah. <laughs> it was a journey. It was a journey. Well, um, you know, I definitely had a hard look at like how the army I've been running so far this season would be performing, but my choice is actually a pretty easy one. Um, I think you know, all other considerations aside. 
Uh, I don't really have the opportunity to fill out two full scorecards in a typical tournament year. I kind of have to stick mm -hmm. with one faction if I have any hope of, you know, playing enough tournaments to at least like complete one like full entry for like an ITC to see if I could do okay with it and, and have some fun learning its ins and outs. So mm -hmm. we started with Slaves to Darkness and we're continuing with Slaves to Darkness. Nice. Grand host of Slanesh theme. Um, I will say that I don't think it was a hard choice, even all that being said, with the changes. I think the changes just make it even more fun to play them right now. So I'm really kind of excited about some of the stuff that's coming up. Uh, yeah. For one, I've already you know been kind of dabbling more in the Kabbalist side than the host ever chosen because it's easier to get grand strategies and it's kind of more fun to have all these little wizards doing stuff and to do mm -hmm. draw and dark power to cast interesting buffs or whatever. But when they released the new GHP, the magic in there plus the primal dice just makes it extra spicy feeling. There's stuff I want to try. Uh, like, I really want to play around with a Magikazi winter storm summoning K-Lord who shows oh, yeah. up and does bad things for people. And I'm just looking forward to that because it's very easy to cast that spell, even on the 12, when you have three dice plus a primal dice automatically. Yeah, yeah. I really like... Uh, and it's it's an army that's... It's got so many tools in the toolbox that I think it's going to be easy to keep it funky fresh for you the entire year. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I have the six Baron Guard on my table, which all of a sudden have more flexibility in formation. So it's all it's all coming up chaos gods right now. I think right. Me. So they certainly didn't get any worse, and no. they were already pretty fucking greats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The core went down in points. Everything's everything's looking good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my my Myrmidon list is just looking amazing right now with the changes not only to coherency, so that nine Myrmidon unit, and then you know now that even the um, or sorry the Ogroid Ogroid Myrmidon. Ogroid, I, Ogroid. I, I yeah. thought you were going for that the Therodons, right? Like, Therodons. Yeah. Um, but even Therodons. now that the Myrmidon is a uh, a wizard in Kabbalas, like I was already doing that. That was already the list, and so now that we're seeing that in the GHB be like super buffed it's like well, why not right yeah i mean nice. you're gonna have so much fun with that i keep looking at the theradons i think they just hit like such a ton of bricks <laughs> they do them. they do for like they're they're not that expensive for what they can do too so. no like what well, they go down to is like 170 160 right now but it's like mm -hmm. it's cheap you know I, i'm actually a big fan of potentially working them into some of my like let's bring the altar list because i love that 3d6 charge and one of the mm -hmm. things i used to have happen in earlier versions of my build or to have as many you know power hitters beyond the chosen was the chosen would get off that you know charge and it would be great and that was wonderful for the whole combination and getting something done but then the power wasn't really getting utilized again like that signature prayer the whole reason to bring the war shrine didn't have another good target but a unit of Therodons in reserve need to get somewhere quickly. All of a sudden, they're pretty fast with that. And that could be a great way to kind of, I guess, remove one of the weaknesses of the unit, but also kind of give the War Shrine something else to do if we want to keep playing with it. Yeah, sure. I like that. Like sort of a late, like a turn two, turn three, get get across somewhere you shouldn't be uh, onto a, a poorly held objective. Exactly, or, yep. or be the counterpunch to the counterpunch where something is trying mm -hmm. to address like the Chosen Bomb, and it's, it's not going to stand up to a bunch of rabid Theradons whacking them with axes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think they're going to be a great tool. Are you thinking you're just keeping the same kind of list as you're moving forward, or...? 
no, I'm, I'm tweaking it for sure. There's a couple of variants out there. And then maybe this is part of the journey as I stay with it. But looking at the missions, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of concerns over being able to achieve the battle tactics or do or do the various, uh, you know, objectives. But I am kind of going back and forth between maybe working in the Varengard, maybe doing the Theradon thing, maybe a little bit of both, or spiciest, go down the Karkadrak Lord route. Because I had two, you know, constructively using Miles is now is like mine because it's here in my basement. <laughs> um, and, uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's real easy to to play shenanigans with them. And I think they're honestly, just to maybe harp on it, a great unit. Yeah, to go yeah. Magikazi with. I mean, let's let me paint a word picture for you guys, listeners. And this is not necessarily, you know, full disclaimer. It's the best thing to do, but it's something I want to do. And I want this to is, fully explore. This is strategic competitive advice that is endorsed by Jack. Yes. Yeah. If you <laughs> do this and you don't win the tournament, all on me. But I also told absolute you, shenanigans. Yeah. Unlikely but again, if you do the this, there's no reason you shouldn't go five zero on a yes. on an RTT. <laughs> And if you do, <laughs> full credit to me. Yeah. Yeah. Send me a dice. Please. <laughs> <laughs> like a trophy. A trophy, like a skull taken in the heat of battle. But I, I digress. So the thing about this move, which is so fun, is just imagine, imagine for a second. You have your mm-hmm. Carpenter Jack Lord. He's already a spicy guy. He can do some damage. And you've taken Laoshan the Soul Seeker. You cast Laoshan the Soul Seeker with one of the other catalysts after you've drawn a dark power with all the wizards clustered together. Mm-hmm. So you get that off. You don't really need to use a, a primal dice probably for that or anything, but you have a lot of Shadow Soul Seeker out. Now you can bring your Karkadrak Lord in his boat somewhere else in the hero phase, of course. He's over there. He's already drawn dark power. He's within 12 inches of some horrible target they've left totally undefended. And he just unloads with a primal dice infused 4d6 cast. Yes, you might miscast, but you also might not. And you're probably going to get that off if you don't. And if you get it, that's 46 mortal wounds on something. Presuming that you've made it to the miscast and you've got it, you then can move this thing. You do D3 wounds in the charge, and he's still a Carcadrack Lord in terms of fighting. Or he can go somewhere else if he did his business and like snag an under-defended objective because he's dangerous enough on his own to do that. Yep. Sure. And that just seems so fun. I'm down. I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think your original statement still stands. If you, if uh, anybody out there listening isn't running this at tournaments, then you've probably lost the tournament. To be honest, yeah, just just pick up your toys. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if you're not going Magikazi <laughs> this this particular tournament time, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, look at any unit and ask: Is this more powerful than a blizzard? Sure. I really like I really like him because he is a great hero to have around for like a lead into the maelstrom battle tactic, right? Because you can safely throw him into even medium dangerous units and he's going to be fine. Yep. Oh yeah. You know, like you, you wouldn't necessarily want to counter punch chosen with him, but you know, some chaos warriors, some chaos knights, the counter punch like yeah. Good, go for it. You're, I don't know. I assuming this is a mirror match in my brain. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You you made the most exciting variety of it. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, yeah. And he's, I had I had slaves of darkness on the brain. This is these are the only units I can summon in my <laughs> in my. He's survivable enough now, but there is um, uh, I can't remember the name of the spell. There is that spell that can add rend now. So hoarfrost. Yeah, hoarfrost. Yeah. So there is you know um, there there's a little bit of potential problems with him just getting nuked 
which is why I do like the title of the um the the would you call it Castikazi? Oh, the Magikazi. Yeah. Magikazi. Um, because there's there's still potential for him to just get wiped from just a unit that's been buffed in range that he may smash into. It's, his, it's true. His mortal wound potential is just nice. He's so just in a sweet a sweet spot for it, though. I mean, yeah, he's like what, like a little under two hundred or something right now. I think if I'm not misremembering, but you know, he even has some built-in protections for the inevitable miscast, where he has a five-up shard against that stuff. Yep. And because you could actually swing that axe a little bit, yeah, he might die, but he can get stuff over the line if you do like thirteen mortal wounds to a sixteen wound thing, either on his charge or just with a couple of those whacks. <laughs> yep, I, I think it's great. It's a great idea. Yeah. And again, the, all the glory goes to Jack in your tournaments if you use this, people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Please write in, let us know. Follow us on Twitter and, and let us know how it goes for you. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I think that maybe we can have a, a segment next time on call it K Lord Stories. Please don't confuse this with some festival out there. Just make make sure it's restricted <laughs> to Carcadrack Lords and their antics. But <laughs> I think we, I'd love to hear how this works. <laughs> Oh, so Jack is uh, Jack is doubling down on the Slaves of Darkness uh, for the for, for the foreseeable future, and uh, trying some exciting new <laughs> exciting new builds and new options. Uh, we'd love to see those uh, Varengard actually get some place in the table. I'd, for the people at home, I Jack uh, has been uh, graciously providing me with uh, storage space in his basement for various uh, models and armies and other sundries. Um, and as a as a uh i guess as a uh a benefit of uh being such a magnanimous guy uh he gets access to taking whatever models he happens to be in the basement to adding them to his own little roster so the six converted varengard that i never got to finish will actually get to the table and see some glory and i'm so excited for them well i'll make sure they have their day in the sun thank you that's My that's really all i can ask <laughs> Uh, for for people who uh, have never seen them or don't have a chance to see them, I will say they're especially cool because they're all converted and they're riding, I'll say, traditional uh, Stormcast mounts. <laughs> and oh, so they yeah. Those have a good the, flavor to them. Those are the kitties, right? You put them all on kitties. There's three on kitties and three on uh, birdies. Ah, fancy. Fancy yep, kitty yep. birdies. So like a Saturday um, morning cartoon brought to evil Exactly, life. right? Yeah. I really wanted the, especially the... Um, what the it's the evocators on draco lions is that what they are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah um anyway those remind me so much of uh skeletor's mount yep uh that like uh that was the only thing my brain could process when i was putting those together like that was skeletor. <laughs> it's, it's honestly i can just see great. you sitting there putting it together skeletor. right <laughs> 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 just like uh imagining like the voice in the back of your mind every time they do something they're like yeah see if you can weather this charge yeah, yeah. <laughs> you incompetent boob <laughs> take that on sixes <laughs> oh, too much fun but, uh, but yeah i know i digress matt i think it's time for you to tell us your big plan you have too oh, many man. armies to not be tempted i'm gonna be surprised if you stick with any gun so i'm gonna i'm gonna be 100 honest um I have been mostly uh, TOing uh, as far as competitive events have gone over the past year, which just shows kind of 
how little I've been playing competitively this this year. Um, most of that came down to, you know, um, disappointment with the new BOC book. I'm not going to lie. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of turned into a one-trick pony army, right? Um, and the points definitely fed into that. And um, so I've been sitting, you know, my dragon ogres have been sitting in a, in a corner for a while, um, just staring at the ground, uh, looking at their claws, patting their feet, you know, like a bored horse. See, I brought mm-hmm. the horses back. We're just going to go with the horse analogies today. Nice. I like um, this. And I've been playing spiders quite a bit. Um, now, the, the points decrease in spiders is pretty rad. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very good. That's, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, it's a Gloom Spike Git um, spider faction. I kind of went insane and just got all spiders because yeah. this is what one does. If it's the worst faction or worst sub-allegiance of that faction, I'm going to be playing it. Nice. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm still on that decision um, decision line of what do I want to play competitively? And when am I going to get back into playing competitively to try and get a title of something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm stuck here in ye old ITC land. So yep. the... the um, the idea right now uh, is dragon ogres. Ooh. All so, dragon ogres. So, like, <laughs> just dragon or dragon ogres, shagoths. Are you giving yourself any leeway for other units, or is it, like, just that? I want to interpret correctly how monolithic this is going to be. Dragon ogres. So, the uh, the the unit is still a little bit over overpriced. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been messing around with a couple of different builds. Um, I've played exactly two games with them. Um, both have been losses only because of, uh, I'd say probably my rustiness with the new GHB right now, as I'm learning it. The, the first iteration of the list was a chariot and, um, that was before the points drops. So I got an extra okay. chariot L- along with three there. units of six dragon ogres and two shagoth. I feel like you broke your own rule. That's why you lost. What? Because it's all drag, not all dragon ogres. Well, yeah, yeah, that was dragon. 80 it's points. It was 80 points. Chariot there. <laughs> you broke the theme. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so on this, on this, I now have still not enough points to add another unit of dragon ogres. I see. But um, currently, the last last list that I played was using some wolves and um, and a chariot. Right? Everybody's really scared of the chariots until the dragon ogres hit them. It's really just kind of bouncing around right now, figuring it out. But the idea of the list is to negate the uh, the need to come in from ambush. Right? Nice. So yeah, yeah. I can. I can build these dragon ogre lists so that they're consistently healing D3. They're consistently um, being able to actually, I think if I were to focus all of the healing on one spot, I could probably, I could heal probably about seven wounds in one turn um, per unit nice. um, with one extra on, well, no, it would be four, four max per turn for every unit with seven on mm-hmm. one. Right. So, um, that's one dragon ogre. You know, over the course of the game, once they get down to a lower uh, count in the unit, um, you know, I'm going to be able to rally at least one or two of those back. Um, and with 
three units of six dragon ogres now not having to obey the um the bunchy bunchy fighty fighty problems. oh sure yeah yeah um the the list the is gotten, shenanigans are gonna be wild oh yeah i i've already made some people sad about their decisions uh <laughs> Uh, I was I was definitely looking at six Gorgrantas, right? You know, like that's mm-hmm. that's that's a thirty-two inch bubble. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, with yeah. a parade line, yeah, six Gorgrantas <laughs> yeah. or six Dragon Orders, like stretched out like this. <laughs> yeah. Fun. And so, so I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to play them. Uh, their points can really only go down, to be honest. Mm-hmm, um, sure. Right now, they're just a little bit too overcosted. Um, that being said, I. I am not used to that unit hitting like a bulldozer being thrown off a cliff. Like they can uh, rip and tear, not or. Uh, so e- pretty much everything that I've thrown them into um, on a charge, it's gone or it's about to go. Uh, I think I had a game against, yeah, the first game against Charles, uh, I went through a unit of. Uh, 20 ogres in one turn that's pretty strong nice. off of pretty just decent up, rolling they are <laughs> they're beasts hey. uh, oh we did it uh, we there. good good oh yeah yeah no, and uh and well and by not doing the sort of null deploy coming from ambush strategy uh you are negating or you're countering the uh dave mccarthy signature summon a lord of change throw it across the map and roll a three up strategy mm. <laughs> uh, uh explain nice. this for users who uh so, or sorry protesters so, who may not know zinch guild of summoners uh you know can consistently summon lords of change pretty much every turn and so uh dave is a counter to beasts with their null deploy they're they are really relying on that um herdstone for as a source of rend and also i think for their grand strat usually mm-hmm. but uh, turn one total trap by the way that's the biggest yeah trap. but but turn one it's usually just sitting there in the back corner mm-hmm. right and so what he'll do is he'll take his magister on disc uh he'll auto run at six so that's an 18 inch move plus a 12 inch summon uh, and then you know summon a new Lord of Change, which is a monster and therefore has monstrous rampages for a three-up roundhouse kick and destroy the uh, destroy the Herdstone turn one. Because you're usually not like he can usually set up so that there's nowhere like you're usually not able to put the um, right the farthest point on the entire map is like from each other like back corner to back corner is only like 70 inches or so if you did the, if you do the diagonal yeah right like that so like um and you're usually not able to pull that you know in terms of distance that he actually has to travel to pull this trick off you that's know so fun that's so fun absolutely 100 percent a firm number two and most satisfying things to roundhouse kick the rubble behind the loan track so that's absolutely yeah that's good <laughs> yeah and it's it's kind of a kind of a great uh great way to out cheese the cheese of um an all ambush right oh absolutely i oh, he I did it that. at uh at world's turn one so he gets the first turn summons the chicken rolls the three up the guy calls a timeout <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny it's too funny yeah. and now what's the signal oh. 
signature Dave McCarthy move. So, uh, you know, if you, if you play him in your B try. Nice. Oh, did I cut out? No, it caught you up. It like sped you up in an interesting way. Yeah. Nah. Oh. You were being buffered, Miles. Um, yeah. Buffered so, here and there. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I really don't. I don't like the idea of uh, the the way the ambush rules work now. I think I've just talked uh, far too much about that, to be honest. The idea that everybody is expecting uh, ambush, and I'm going to most likely have a higher drop count than they do, mm-hmm. I think is going to work in, in the favor of the army. Currently, what I've done just to be able to uh get used to the new book is put some of those unit uh i think it was what uh one shagoth and um one unit of the dragon ogres in ambush so that somebody's scared but that'll give the other shagoth and the other two units of dragon ogres just free reign right because they have to bunch up nobody wants to get hit with um some drogers apparently yeah, you force the action, and that gives like you know a lot more flexibility in general. And that makes a lot of sense. Well, yeah. let me ask you one question, that, Matt. I feel like you have the Horfrost there to make the Dragon Ogres even scarier in terms of spells. Is that something you're thinking of, or is that uh, not even a consideration? <laughs> I mean, so the the big problem is that the the Shagoths have only one cast, right, and the the main core that keeps the army going is being able to heal. Um, every wound is going to be as important, or sorry, every every cast is going to be dedicated to those um, to those healing spells. Uh, because the more I'm keeping that up, the less attrition I'm taking, um, and it's going to keep those dragon ogres alive, or those dragon ogres alive. The Shagoths most likely to like turn three until the Dragon Ogres finish finish the work that needs to be done, right? Yep. Um, so if I'm going to go into Horfrost or something like that, then maybe it might be worth taking those extra 200 flat points and throwing them into like two other casters. Um, but they're generally pretty squishy, right? So in a tournament setting, I can see that maybe put him maybe put a, uh, you know, a shaman in great, great uh, shaman. Yeah. Or a Zangor shaman. Oh, great, great shaman nice. in, in reserves so that I can just have them available for tapping objectives and holding off until late game to do something mm-hmm. like core frost. Right. As maybe the, contingency, um, but the cut yourself to hurt them is always a strong little, uh, move. I think those guys pull. Yeah, but the 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 problem is you're always going to be taking mortal wounds from that. So right, you really only reliably have two of those on sure uh, on a shaman, and that's kind of why I generally was dissuaded from the book, right? Um, because mm-hmm. of, instead of getting summoning uh, where you can replace your units, it's I I I think if at any point I'm going to have to like push into the smaller characters, um, I would much rather just play Brayhurt, right? Um, otherwise, screens. Screens are the only thing that I really see outside of that. Or the giant, right? Giant adding another minus one, 
that's more dependable than Horfrost. That that I could see. And is that I can't remember. Is that just always on? It's like an aura around him or something like that, or it's a yeah. stomp type yeah, thing. Yeah, or... if you're within three inches, if I remember okay. correctly. Okay. Nice. So so basically, you know, he's another thing that I could hold off the board, which would be just there as scary. Um, but the you know, there's 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 a little bit of give and take. I love it yeah. when you have 200 points to work with as just fun, right? That's mm-hmm. when you've got a good list. It's like, okay, the rest of the core works. 200 points, play around with it, find out what sure. works. It's like, uh, and it, the just having like one thing in reserve, even if it's a small thing, makes people be cagey. And it's it's so useful. Like uh, just having, um, I had Gut Rot, MVP, MVP of my army. Yep. Uh, the amount of random stupid things he would just come in the back, like the backfield and disrupt, or he would make them screen out the back of their deployment zone for three turns. Which is always you know? nice. Which it's, is like, yeah, honestly please, so true. please spend your units away, far away from me for this for three turns. It's, mm-hmm. it's such a power. It's such a power. If all a unit does is force something to sit in a weird corner, for mm-hmm. two turns, it's sort of paying for itself in a way, right? Or sometimes yeah. paying for itself many times over. I mean, uh, maybe not so much of the deployment, but I always think of that in terms of the cockatrice, right? It's BDI, little stare, works 100% of the time, 50% of the time, but it always causes a change in behavior. Yeah. yeah. And even, you know, that works for me as well, especially in the context of this list, as in like, I don't, I don't have that extra hero phase movement anymore. So I want you to come to the middle of the board go into the middle of the board to stay away from those edges to keep from getting mm-hmm. charged, etc. And then you're right within range for that charge from me from the other side, right? Or you're yep, playing yeah. a very dangerous game of keeping right outside of everything. So Yeah, yeah. You're trying to play the corner castle or you're trying to play yeah, some sort of like uh dodge through the middle. Yep. Yeah, so it's it's more playing the opponent than really playing the army when it comes to it. And those are my favorite types of lists, and that's kind of why I gravitate towards them in general. Well, sounds like you have a plan, Matt. You picked one. Miles, you've picked one. Yeah, I've picked one. We're ready. We're ready to navigate our way through the great change here. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's a new GHB. We're going to be stuck with it for a while, and uh, plenty of new things to come our way. I'm sure if if uh, the new Mogrunta comes out and it is so fantastic and gives breathes uh, new lives into the Oryx in ways that we never thought previously possible, you can bet that I will be throwing these uh, Bone Reapers straight into the bin and picking up the the wa the Gorkamorka standard once more. Or At the same whatever. time, yeah. <laughs> really upset your friend when you do that, but <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the metaphorical bin of his of yeah. his house where they're safe back in where they belong. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so you're going to go to his house and throw them in his trash can. Yeah, right? that's exactly. that's what you'll do. <laughs> uh, sounds good. I think we've come to a great spot, and uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, thanks, Matt and Jack, uh, for uh, uh, you know. I don't know what I'm thanking you for. You're part of this podcast. Anyway, it just felt like a good thing to thank. Well, I just wanted yeah. to thank you guys for being you. And I yeah. appreciate you and thanks, everybody, thanks. everybody listening. <laughs> thank you guys for being you and listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to track us down and send us Magikazi stories or oh, yes. you know, raise your hand if you're the uh, AOS Reminders person. 
Yeah. Yes, yes, please do. Yeah, sponsor <laughs> us or we'll sponsor you. I don't know how that works. That's not like, a good threat. That's a horrible yeah, yeah, threat. That's a, Ignore that's that fair. part. Bad business sense in part of that sentence. <laughs> <laughs>